Welcome to Life Club. This is George G. And the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Megan Freed. Megan, are you ready to do this? I sure am, George. Thanks for having me. I'm oh, excited to have you on. Megan is a divorce attorney, family lawyer, divorce mediator, and collaborative family attorney with Freed Marcroft. Megan, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Cool. Um, so we opened a divorce and family law firm. And the important thing to know is that the reason when George asked me about my personal life that I started with an answer about my law firm is that I actually opened and run my law firm with my wife, Kristen Marcroft. So the interesting part for a lot of people is the idea that you have two divorce lawyers that are married. <laughs> I love it. So, yeah, right. So I like to like make sure people know that. And and the reason for that, honestly, the reason that it came to divorce but before we opened Freed Marcroft, um, Kristen went to law school later in life. So she was a newer lawyer. I had been a lawyer for a long time, but I had done um, federal civil work, like shareholder derivative suits and things like that, real like financial litigation. And it, I got to a point where my helping my large corporate clients didn't make the same sort of transformation in my clients' lives, right? It was money as working with individual clients going through a divorce did. And one of the interesting pieces of this, right, is that there's there's really two things we do in divorce. We do money and we do kids when you get to the down to the nuts and bolts of the divorce itself. And because of my background, I have a particular interest and knowledge base around the money side of it, right? The financials. And of course, they're not on the same scale as a billion dollar business dispute. But in terms of the impact on people's lives, yeah, they're, they're off the charts more. There's no doubt about that. All right. So you started, you opened and operate a family law firm with your wife or family law and divorce firm with your wife. Yes. Is, is, is that a good idea? I mean, for us, it's great. <laughs> so when, so when we started the firm, um, that was back in 2012. And when we started the firm, I, um, I think that we naturally found divorce. We started more general practice and we wound up niching down into divorce. For us, it has been a really incredible thing to do, which is that we help people get into the lives that they want to live. I've been divorced and I'll tell you that I wouldn't be in the happy marriage that I'm in now without it. Right. So for me, <laughs> being in a divorce law firm where my partner is my wife makes the most sense in the world because it's how I got to build a firm that went from just the two of us to 25 people. And it's how I get to live the kind of life I want to live with the person I want to live it with. Divorce was the key that unlocked 
my happiest life. Well, I love it. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So I think that we all know what a bad divorce is and there's horrible yeah. stories about divorces dragging on and destroying families and costing all the money and, and, and just, right. just being all, all terrible, but yeah, but certainly divorce is also a wonderful thing. You know, it's not good or bad. Right. It can be a wonderful thing. So what, what, what is a good divorce? So for me, I was just talking to you about the outcome of a divorce, right? Like the good outcome is that you're no longer married to the person you're not meant to be married to. Mm -hmm. And if you have children, a good outcome is that you have children with two happier parents. That's the best case scenario on the financial side. And everyone's able to continue to live the lives that they want to live without, um, without too much um, adjustment, right? And I think one of the things that you have to think about about the divorce process itself and how, and how that goes is one of the things that we say to people is that the single determiner for how expensive your divorce will be in terms of attorney's fees is the degree of acrimony between the two parties, right? That is the thing that runs up the bill. I, the lawyers in our firm, they mediate, they practice collaborative law. These are all mechanisms designed to support people in decreasing acrimony. But ultimately, it doesn't matter what format your divorce takes, whether you wind up in the default, which is a, in a litigation, or whether you opt into one of the most common alternative ways to resolve your divorce that keep you out of court mediation and collaborative divorce. It's the two people involved that really, really drive the acrimony. And when we talk about increasing fees in a divorce, that's often like a shorthand way to talk about expense. Because the expense isn't just in terms of legal fees in a, what people think of as a bad divorce. The expense is also kids winding up on the stand. The expense is also the amount of time it takes from start to finish to actually get divorced. The expense is how distracted you are from the things that you want to be doing in your life. Um, job performance is impacted, your personal relationships outside your marriage are impacted. There's a lot of cost to a high conflict divorce. And talking about that, 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 that makes perfect sense. Like now it's right. obvious, but probably when I'm in the thick of it and I am feeling that sense of acrimony, I'm not thinking about that. So I'm not able to really weigh for lack of a better term, the cost, the benefits, the cost of a long, drawn-out divorce versus the benefit of just moving past it. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is this is the hardest piece, right? Because it's so personal. And I think that one of the things that people go back to time and time again is that it just doesn't feel fair, right? Mm. This is why we have the fight. Every every divorce lawyer has a story of the divorce that comes down to fighting about something that is so small that it's not, it's so obviously not worth 
the money that you spend fighting about it. In my world, it was a blender. Right. <laughs> and I'll, t- I'll tell you, it, it like wasn't even a nice blender. <laughs> we're, we're talking, we're talking about, you know, an Oster or something. And I, and what, what my partner and I did was we just mailed a blender, right? We could, we couldn't take it anymore. Um, but of course it's never about the blender, right? It's about whether or not someone is able to let go of the love that they have for their problem. And I think that the people that are most successful in navigating the divorces are either people that have done significant personal growth work prior to the divorce or people that are open to the concepts of it during the divorce. So one of the things that we do internally is invite clients to start to explore things like the four agreements, right? Which is a a primer to help you, among other things, not take it personally. The things that your spouse is doing that feel so targeted against you are in fact about things that are going on for them. There's another dynamic um, that we talk about that's a book called TED, The Empowerment Dynamic. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but one of the, yeah, so it's really back in the, I think the 1960s, there was a, there were a lot of psychological studies that explained the trauma, what was then called the trauma triangle, right? So basically the trauma triangle thinks of having a victim with a persecutor and a rescuer. And in in the legal divorce context, what happens is if you get someone who's in victim mode, I don't, I don't, the the term victim can be compliment, complicated for a lot of obvious reasons. So think about this this as a victim mode, like someone who's feeling disempowered, who's feeling like they don't have control over their lives. That happens a lot, as you can imagine, particularly when you're on the receiving end of a divorce that you might not want, right? And what the empowerment dynamic does is sort of turns that triangle on its head and gives the person who might be inclined to slip into victim mode the opportunity of regaining control and responsibility for their own own decisions. It's called a creator. And then the persecutor and the rescuer flip into challenger and coach so that everyone is focused on responsibility and control for the person who's navigating the thing. And our clients that are able to do that, that are able to see themselves as, look, I I don't have any control. This divorce is happening. That is a fact. But what I do have control over is how I behave through this process, how I act, and in what my life looks like after no one can dictate that for you unless you let them and those folks have good divorces they're not in charge or able to control what their spouse's actions are but they are a hundred percent in control of their reactions to them some really powerful stuff there megan can you let go of the love you have for your problem? That's right. a, that's a big question right there. Yeah, I know it's deep, right? I mean, for a lot of people, 
the the drama of the pain yeah. is really difficult. That's why the blender, right? At the end, it's like the idea of letting go, the idea of it being over is really, really hard for some people because if they haven't made the switch into being a creator and taking responsibility for it and control over their own lives, well, kind of what's left when the, when the divorce is done, they haven't built that. Can you let go of love you after your problem? Well, there's probably very little chance I'm going to be able to do that if I have no idea what life will look like on Monday when I wake up after exactly. being done with this. Exactly. One of the things that happens when we get married, especially, is there's so much societal um, pressure, yeah. fantasies, right? Like if you think about the end of all the old Disney movies and they walk down the aisle, right? Sure. Even mermaids walk at the <laughs> end, right? One of the things is like when you take that away from people, the, in, the, the life that they envisioned was often very tied up in their marriage. And so it, you do have to make a shift and start to envision a future and build a future that isn't prescribed by what your mom told you and Cinderella, right? Mm-hmm. You have to you have to build a future that's what you actually want. We've said people do really cool things like, you know, so we are based in Hartford, which is the, in the insurance capital of the world. So in Hartford, one of the things you see is a lot of folks in um, insurance and then finance and lawyers like the services that support them in Connecticut more generally because we serve the entire state, there are a lot of folks as you get closer to New York City in finance. So these people have what you would call like fairly like white collar professional jobs. And when people make the switch and really start to envision a new future, all of a sudden things start happening. People move to Europe, they move to Colorado, they become fly fishing guides. I mean, all of these (laughs) things start to, I used my own experience and I use that, that expression like that, that it unlocked for me. The best divorces it unlocks and people get a blank slate and start to write it over. Um, one of the things that I had a client once very, very concerned, his parents had been divorced. And one of the things that happened is he just became, he spent less time with his dad. They be, they became a lot less close. Right. And that, that, that's much less likely to happen now. It's a, um, it's a different world in terms of how shared, shared parenting works, but that was his experience. And so as he was going through a divorce, and his own kids, he really had a hard time thinking about him not about his kids not having two homes with four bedrooms each and a white picket fence and everything. And by the end of the divorce, this guy bought a lake house and a boat and jet skis and all number of water toys and developed this totally different relationship with his life without his kids and his life with his kids when they were visiting. His house sort of became like an oasis home, right? And so really cool things happen 
when people are like, yeah, you know, I got to take responsibility for this, but it also gives me a heck of a lot of control about how it looks. Super powerful. And I think unlock is, is, is the perfect term for that. And I mean, certainly I, I guess I would never, well, I guess I would wish divorce on people that, that, that are unhappy. Yeah. And, 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 and if it does unlock that and it gives you the space to, to rip away or strip away all those assumptions that we are living under and says, okay, you know, if, if I could live any way, how, how, how would I really want to live? What a huge opportunity. Right. The process itself is the process itself that mm-hmm. we just like, we make as good as we can for people. And we hope that everyone engages in that effort. <laughs> right. But short of that, what really matters is the other side of it. And the focus on the other side of it is, is that's actually the key. One of the things that I always like to, to say too is, <laughs> Waiting, waiting in order to make a series, a serious run of it through marriage therapy, making sure that really ending the marriage is the right decision, right? That's an investment of time that is worth it. But once you know that, you really need to think of the expense of not moving forward. If the decision is made, right? Keeping everyone stuck because taking that first step is so intimidating generally causes additional pain. It makes a ton of sense. If you've done everything and exhausted all alternatives and explored a new life with this person, is it possible to, 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 to shape and craft the life that I want with this person? If the, if the answer is right. no, um, time to rip the bandaid off, Megan. You gotta go. That's <laughs> right. That's right. And people can get stuck in that, like exhausting all possibilities thing too. There's a loop that can happen mm. where it's like, well, maybe it wasn't this therapist. It's that therapist. Like if you're on your third therapist, it's probably not the therapist. Right. <laughs> right. Or I just need uh, another version of these are kind of things to watch out. Like if you're in an avoidance loop, mm-hmm. another sign is like you've read the entire Internet on divorce. Mm. Right. Like how much alimony might I have to pay? Well, what's it matter if you're staying married? <laughs> right. I mean, the decision is whether or not to stay married and then we'll deal with how it might look. Yeah. Easy to get twisted up in all of that. Sure is. Hmm. Fascinating. This has been a really, really great conversation, Megan. Thank you. Thank you, George. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Thank you for coming out. Where, where where can people learn more about you? Yeah. So uh, so we are available everywhere at freedmarcroft.com. And it's freed like the verb past tense, F-R-E-E-D. And Marcroft is M-A-R-C-R-O-F as in T, T as in, T as in Tom. That's the website. It's Facebook. It's Instagram. It's Twitter. And we are there. And um, whether or not you're in Connecticut or not, um, we'd love to 
try to help you find someone who's the right fit for you. If you truly want one of the creator divorces that I'm talking about. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Megan your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to freedmarcroft.com. It's F-R-E-E-D-M-A-R-C-R-O-F-T.com and check out all the great resources um, that we've been talking about today. Thanks again, Megan. Thanks, George. Such a pleasure. And until next time, remember, do your part by doing your best.